Well, a brand to me is a captivating moment of connection between the consumer and a business. Branding as an extension of that is to find the clarity in that connection. Hey, everyone. Today, we're talking with Regan McCrill, a.k.a. G'day Frank. Regan runs his own little branding studio and we've been chatting throughout the years on like how his perspective on branding changed and how it's linked to marketing and some of the branding and myths that are out there but also how Regan has built his own personal brand through social media marketing and and the the value of that so buckle up and let's talk branding Before we dive in, some uh, exciting news. Together with Hola Brief, I developed a brand audit template for creative agencies. In my own experience of working with existing brands, I think one of the most overlooked but powerful services is a brand audit. It allows you to get a good idea of the strengths and weaknesses of your or your client's brand and start shaping the future of the brand from a solid foundation. You can check out my custom and easy-to-use brand audit template I developed with the Hola Brief today and discover many more strategic exercises and templates to collaborate with you and your clients and create kick-ass briefs. Visit holabrief.com slash Steph or find the link in the show notes. That's holabrief.com slash Steph. Now let's get back to the podcast. So I, my name is Reagan. Um, I go by uh, Frank in some places. You might find me on, on uh, especially Instagram probably, and everyone finds out that my name is Reagan. They go, what? <laughs> uh, but Frank comes from my middle name is Francis. Both uh, my grandfathers were named Francis. That's where the name comes from. Um, neither are still with me, unfortunately, but they live on in this name that I use. Um, and the business that I named uh, my branding business is, is G'day Frank. So it's bit of a call to action so it's nice when my clients send me an email and start the email off by saying g'day frank and there's my my brand business name straight up so um that's the confusion out of the way but what i do yeah is 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 branding for for businesses um small large if you want to be um wherever you want to be in the world uh, I, I work from home with my family and my father of two kids and a husband of a few years now um and yeah, I, I do my thing from uh, just west of Sydney in Australia. Cool, yeah. So, so um, of course, uh, we chatted. I think uh, a couple of years ago already, we had some interesting uh, debates, and it's been a while. I've been following. Yeah, it's been a while, and I've been following uh, your stuff. I think you have a really like interesting perspective on branding, on marketing, and you also have a distinctive brand identity so you practice what you preach uh so for the people who don't know what that means uh you can see in the video right now uh the whole good day frank uh, aesthetic pink. coming to just life pink. pink everything is pink i mean i usually have like a pink hoodie i just thought it was a bit overkill <laughs> uh, pink lights i don't know if there if there is overkill when it comes to distinctiveness maybe we'll get into that but yeah. maybe um maybe let's first like talk a bit about your evolution as you know a, a a traditional graphic logo designer into this space of being an entrepreneur being a brand strategist like what what did that did that did that entail for you yeah so i my first design proper design job was working in television of all places and um 
it was a very used term in reality TV. The shows that uh, worked on and, and helped produce was this word journey. <laughs> so this kind of feels like a weird way of explaining my journey. Um, so yeah, I, I did that for seven years and it was creating identities for, for TV shows like X Factor and uh, MasterChef and all these kind of big glitzy, glossy uh, reality TV shows here in Australia and New Zealand and in Asia. And um, it was everything from yeah, designing logos that got on TV to, to um, livery that goes on the side of an airplane for promotional material for um, like Donald Trump's um, the Apprentice, but the Asian version, um, and and all these kind of things, weird and wacky jobs that were done there. It was a bit of a trial by fire after finishing university. I did a whole proper formal design visual communication degree, and uh, if that put me in good stead, maybe it did. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it didn't. I'm not too sure. But since then, I think the the evolution, as you say, or the journey, as I'm saying, is it's trying to be as open-minded as possible about what branding is, can be, should be maybe. Uh, and even the extension into marketing and how that symbiosis kind of works and, and into business, um, you know, success. So from, for me, like I started my business five years ago now, I think, yeah, it's about nearly coming up to five years and it was just to offer visual identity design so you know logos colors fonts that kind of stuff and see if i could do a little bit more i never used to write copy for messaging or anything like that never thought of strategy uh never thought of myself as a, much of an analytical mind but you start falling down a bit of a rabbit hole of seeing what other people do in branding and what branding really can be other than just how it looks pretty uh it it broaden my mind a little bit more and you can't help but get intrigued if you question certain things or certain things don't feel right where you hear one thing about branding and go is that really it and then you you start looking deeper and actually finding some resources from some pretty smart people that do know what they're talking about from experience and from you know science backgrounds that just blows <laughs> my mind that there's science to branding um, and in marketing and you can't help but see things differently um it opens that rabbit hole and i remember you going down that rabbit hole like three years before me and going what are you talking about steph <laughs> this, <laughs> this is crazy where are, you, where are you getting this info from surely it can't be because you go in with these kind of rose colored glasses in the branding going oh yeah we want logos we want we want to look the best we want to look the best on the shelf and and capture people's love and trust and 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 loyalty <laughs> and all these things and and then you realize what a consumer actually does and it's they're not loyal most of the time they, they don't love your brand your brand is these little things to people um but it puts things into perspective and you go at it a little bit more rationally and you do think about it more analytically and strategically if you will and that's kind of where i'm getting to i, I wouldn't say, i don't describe myself as a brand strategist i just say i'm a i do branding for businesses mm um and keep it simple because i think that's where branding needs to be as simple and there's there's, there's a lot of confusion in it. there's a lot of convoluted concepts um, i'm going at it my own way it feels like compared to others that have some real pushback to how i go about it um and to me how others do it feels maddening um but that's that's me that's me going about it but at the end of the day like i say to a lot of people that do give me pushback is at the end of the day we're all working towards the same goal 
Mm. We need to see this brand win. We need to see this business win. We need to see a consumer win as well. And however you get there is your secret source, obviously. Um, but it's trying to find that at the moment. So I'm like picking and choosing little bits here and there. And that evolution is happening to the point where at some stage I'll just go, okay, I don't need to read any more stuff. I think I've got my own way of going about it. And this is how I'm going to do it. Um, so it's a little bit of a trial by fire, trial by trial and error. And yeah, it's fun though. I mean, you kind of live, sleep and die and breathe and all the rest of it. <laughs> branding, 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 branding. My wife's like, this is really boring to me. Why are you talking to me about this for? I don't understand what you're talking about. So yeah, it's fun though. It's so much more than a logo. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> what 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 is branding then to you? Give us give us your your definition or the definition hot, you hot like take. to quote. Yeah, yeah. So mine is a brand. Well, a brand to me is a captivating moment of connection between the consumer and a business. Branding as an extension of that is to find the clarity in that connection and what that connection needs to be, who it needs to be with, um, and and how to really captivate that person. Um, or that group's attention in whatever way, shape or form. So that's how I kind of go about it in a way that aligns with these new concepts that I'm learning about uh, mental availability or physical availability and um, positioning and all this kind of stuff that in in my mind, that's where it makes sense. It, it aligns with some values about how I go about branding as well. I try and make something that looks as appealing and sounds as appealing as possible Um the connection point is trying to be as authentic as possible for a business to connect with its consumers. So, you know, you get many businesses that come along and go, we want to be this and this. And it's like, well, are you guys really that minded? Are you going to be that authentic? Otherwise you, uh, your consumer is going to call bullshit and it's not going to have a good connection that you're just putting tits and feathers out there, hoping to gain attention, get some money and people will possibly see through that. Um, but the clarity part is the part I think a lot of, a lot of clients might miss and that's just understanding your market competitors, your pricing, what your product needs to be, what the experience needs to be like the whole marks of marketing um, and, and really getting clear on what you're going to offer, what the consumer is going to get out of it and be something that maybe others aren't, but more so just be thought of, be available um, physically, mentally. So yeah, that's where that's where I'm at in branding at the moment. It might be total shit, I don't know, <laughs> but to me it feels um, logical in in some way, shape, or form. No, no, I I really like it. I mean, uh, there's like there was a lot uh, to it. So so well, the the distilling maybe... part is the distilling part is just a captivating moment of connection as a brand and captivating moment of connection from clarity is, is branding. I should have just left it at that yeah. and then we could have delved into it. But. No, 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 no. I, I like the, the word captivating there. It's like, it reminds me of some other definitions that are like linked to what a brand is a promise or something like that. I really like yeah. that, that captivating part because it's not, you know, you, you can captivate people in many ways. And a part of that is I think visually, verbally there's a lot of ways you do that by branding so so i think it's yeah. a it's a strong it's a strong definition and it's one we haven't heard here on the show so good there we go. uh <laughs> add so, it to the laundry so, list yeah voila so so you talked about some of your fellow aussies uh, like you know uh baron sharp uh mark ritson i think he's australian too right 
See, these two are expats. They 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 immigrated to Australia at one time or ah. another. So Mark, I think, is British, and I think Byron's a New Zealander. But they've both they either now both live in Australia or for the majority of their year they do. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, but they, they sound, anyway, they sound a bit Australian to me. I, I don't know it that well, probably, but um, yeah. I, I was going to ask, like, y you mentioned that you as well went to this rabbit hole of learning more. I, I think you even did uh, Mark Ritson's course, right? No, I've just looked at a lot of his stuff, oh, okay. his okay, articles, no. his videos, his talks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want so, to. So, yeah, anyway, I was wondering, like, learning those perspectives on branding can be a bit like uh for me at least it was like at first very hard to understand then well how do we start applying this stuff like how does it change my day-to-day -day job because in a lot of cases you read this you're like okay but let me just do whatever i did before that do you have any take on like how it changed your 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 way of working your perspective on 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 branding and marketing like take us through that Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, when I, it's, I don't know if it's like grief where you've thought one thing for so long and then you go through all the stages of grief, you grief, you go through like <laughs> denial and then you finally wind up at acceptance and then you apply it. I, I don't know if I'm at acceptance fully yet or it's just a, a the understanding point of the situation, but I think it's a case of, looking at what you thought of and went and go, that's all well and good. It sounds really nice on paper, but um, you need to listen to these people that know a lot more about what they you're trying to do. They've been doing it for way longer. They've put in an ungodly amount of research and time into understanding this thing. What makes you think that what you think about branding is right in comparison? I mean, obviously you can form your own opinion. And I think, Mark Ritson does that very well. He forms his very mm. different opinions to others and that's from his experience. And I think it's your due diligence to, to see what is out there and then pick, you know, with a pinch of salt or just a full grab at it of what you think is or what you align with, what you think works. And then you try it and you apply it to your everyday work with your clients. And that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. That's the situation I'm at of seeing what I think sounds good, looks like it works, and then seeing if it does work for me. Um, so one part of it that was a, a an unlock for me was this, the concept of brand strategy to a lot of branding designers, those that have obviously started with logos and they do the whole visual identity, they would call that a brand identity. To me, an identity, much like a person's, is more than how we look We have a purpose in life. We have a voice. We have a personality. That's got to encompass similarly in a brand identity, I feel. So brand strategy, to me, can't be your purpose. It can't be your mission or your vision. That should be your day-to-day -day who you are authentically of why you show up and what you're looking to work towards as a brand. So what's brand strategy then? And then Mark Ritson comes in just from a random YouTube video that I don't know if it was you or one of you know the guys we know sent it. And it was just a talk that Mark did at a conference in Melbourne in 2016. So a long time ago now, retrospectively. And that 45 minutes just blew my mind. And he talks about 
brand strategy and some certain steps of positioning and and segmentation and targeting and then objectives and tactics. And in the middle there is where you get your strategy before you set your objectives. And I was like, damn, that's, that sounds so much easier to apply to branding in a way that makes sure that whatever I'm doing with an identity makes sense. So what I'd been doing before that was on the right track, but just in a different kind of stage of step. So it was still looking at who the target market might be or who the general market of segments are. And then going after what's the objective that we're going to, you know, try and achieve here in the next 12 months or five years or whatever it is. And then tactically, okay, well, do we need a new logo? Do we need messaging? Do we need um, signage, packaging, all that kind of stuff? So this linear process that I kind of understood from Mark Ritson is this idea of reviewing or, or market orientation. Again, it can be tricky or it can be very simple. Um, and then getting into research in your market, going into uh, segmentation, targeting, positioning. And then from that, you should have your, your strategy. That's your strategy. And then to execute the strategy is your objectives. And then the stuff that we really want to get to do is the tactics. So that's where I think in my mind of understanding is that's where branding and marketing kind of diverge slightly in its operational way um, where if you, if the objective is to rebrand because we're not getting enough awareness or the brand is stale as hell um, or we're, we're acquiring another brand and we're amalgamating, we need to change the identity, that's where you go off on your branding tangent with the new brand identity and that's a tactic. To get that out there, you do your marketing, you put out a marketing campaign, that's a tactic um, and that's where the two diverge. So my mind at the end of that understanding was, okay, well, is there marketing strategy and then is there brand strategy or are they the same? And no one wanted to answer that question. Everyone was telling me that they're different. So I go to the source of who's telling me what brand strategy is and I send Mark Ritson a, a, a message on LinkedIn just before Christmas last year and not expecting a response. I, I gave him some long-winded kind of question but the root of it was just if if you don't read the rest of this just please i'm looking for an answer to this one question here and all i got back in three weeks later two or three weeks later one word after the question was is brand strategy and marketing strategy the same thing and his response was same <laughs> and that's all i needed it was that they were both the same thing it depends if you're a branding person you call it brand strategy if you're a marketing person mm. you probably call it marketing strategy and to me, that made things a lot simpler in my mind of how to go about this process. And you can disagree with that. I'm not saying this is the way um, or the highway kind of thing, but it, it makes sense in my mind of how to approach helping a brand yeah. a business execute uh, branding and then subsequently as well or at the same time marketing. Mm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I want to dig into that a bit like – what I struggle with at that point of where you start understanding, you know, the, let's say the role of branding, the role of marketing and how they tie into this, this bigger story is as a, let's say, call it a branding professional or whatever, a person that is usually doing stuff that is more on the creative design end of the spectrum. You well, at least I felt certain points where like, okay, but you also want to build the brand. You want to actually start thinking about, you know, 
making the brand more famous and you need marketing tactics yeah. to do that. Like, how did you feel about that realization of, okay, this part of, you know, giving the brand a face or whatever is only one small part of the equation. And here's this whole other thing I need to, or I can start doing like, what, what what's your take on that? Yeah. I guess you feel very small <laughs> or, or less significant than what you thought because you, you you build yourself up of the importance of what you do. Everyone does and everyone's yeah. fairly biased in terms of what they do. I see it nine times out of 10 on LinkedIn posts. It's like social media is the way you need to create content. You need it. It's like, yeah, because you're a content creator or if a branding person says you need better branding, it's because they're a branding person. Um, for me, I guess the, the, understanding that there was more to branding than how it looked. Um, it made sense. It was like, yes, this is what I'm missing. It was like not knowing that you're missing it, but when you find out, it's like, of course, of course there's more to this. Mm. Um, it's not to say that I need to do all those things either. It's just better to have an understanding of where, what your contribution is sits in, in the spectrum of what a business needs to do to, to win. Uh, so having the understanding of, okay, if someone comes to me, they've got no clue of what to do. How do I best help them? Instead of saying, yeah, your logo sucks. Let's, let's change it. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Doesn't just, just rebrand. <laughs> Cause that's what I do. I do rebrands. If you don't like it, let's just change it. I mean, sometimes that can be the case. If you're just not happy with the logo thing, let's change it. Mm. But to see what brand can really do for a business that understanding deep down was something that I had a gut feeling that would do something at some stage. The unfortunate part is it takes a long time for it to do something, but if you do it to begin with, if you create brand and you use brand, what I've found now more than you do activation marketing. Uh, and this is something that I've been learning from Les Burnett and Peter Fields mm. stuff. I mean, all this stuff is really old as well, which just blows my mind that had no, no, not old, old, but you know, it's yeah. a decade or more old now. Um, and this stuff's just been sitting there, just do like, it feels like it's dormant. It just hasn't transcended into a designer's uh, mind because we're all focused on how the aesthetic of a logo or, or the, the you know type of color we use or the type typography we do we get caught up in the detail that no one really cares about apart mm. from getting out there so to me understanding marketing a bit better has broadened things and, and got and shaped a better understanding let's say um and yeah. i don't know if you feel the same way but it, it's just i guess taking a lot of the well it's bringing yourself off that pedestal of thinking that branding is the way it just yeah. brings down a little bit to a level playing field of it needs to do marketing at the same time to work. They need to go in, in unison um, and it needs to be for the short and it needs to be for the long term. And that's how you create success because otherwise you, you just go, okay, well, as a branding person, if I create you a new logo, it's more attractive, means more customers will come in the door. Great. That's my job done. Like, and that and it, yeah. it seems a little bit um, narrow-minded maybe. Um, or not as um, real world of an understanding of what mm. really goes on. Yeah, and and I mean, what's it? What's been interesting for me as well is like, I I did actually uh, 
have this this feeling as well about like maybe I should learn more then about you know marketing and comms and how to actually do that stuff. So in part, that's also what I did. I, I I'm more evolving towards that type of role where I'm actually building a brand now. Uh, that's part of my role. And and what's been also interesting for me to see you is I think you've your own marketing, your what we could call it personal branding or whatever. <laughs> But uh, it's it's been improving a lot, and in part, I think it is because you're you're a good you know brand designer. You have a, an innate understanding of that visual part. But it I think it also helps you to be a better marketer in a way. And so I'm curious uh, about your take on like where do branding and marketing then meet? Like where's the synergy in both? And and like from your perspective, how can people learn from that that are listening that are maybe more, you know, marketers traditionally or maybe branding people that want to learn more about marketing? Like, Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said before, that if branding is captivating moments of connection to me uh, i put this in a, a skillshare kind of course it's more for me just to put my understanding of all these things into a course and see if anyone aligns with it but if yeah if branding is marketing sorry if branding is captivating moments of connection from clarity then marketing is establishing who the moments are for and then mm-hmm. by extension is making those moments possible you know, if it is through advertising and if it is through packaging, like the actual product, the four P's of marketing is product placement, price and promotion. Um, if, if you just boil it down to those four tenants and really lean into them, you can see where branding fits in all of them. Um, you know, the product needs to look good in terms of branding. It needs to have a message on the bottle or the can or the box, or whatever the price is ref- can be reflective of what it looks like or sounds like or is positioned as um, and vice versa. You can take the price from marketing and then make a brand, you know, sit with that if it's a luxury brand or if it's more affordable brand. Uh, and even the placement of where it is, like if it's in a very small town like uh, where I live here in Australia, it doesn't need to be this really sexy looking brand. Whereas if it was in the metropolitan Sydney, it probably needs to look a little bit more high class to, to that kind of um, buyer. Um, so in terms of marketing, I think, I think if more branding people or designers, especially broaden that horizon a little bit more to understand marketing, not a whole lot, you don't need to do mm. it. You don't need to offer it as a service, but just, I guess, understanding that broad way of, uh, where it sits for a, a client of theirs to use and then what impact your brand has in that either as a result of marketing or it causes marketing to better happen. I, depends on where the business is. Um, but, yeah, it, <laughs> I guess it's just been more open-minded. I keep saying that, but if it's, yeah, if if you're just looking to design logos, design logos like that be mm. that be fine. But if you if you're interested in seeing where you can be of more value, possibly, or just better understanding what the impact of what you do is, then then be open minded. Uh, don't be as, assuming certain things. It's especially uh, even in marketing that people assume things. You know, there's that whole thing of digital marketing. Why is there digital marketing? It's just all marketing. Like it. it Mm-hmm. Don't discount TV or radio and and traditional kind traditional kinds of marketing. Uh, 
it, it's a mind-boggling rabbit hole marketing in itself, similarly to branding, I guess. But to me, branding is f- becoming a lot simpler than what I used to think it was. It seems a lot mm. easier to approach now. Marketing feels like a bigger kettle of fish. Uh, yeah. And and even just like, yeah, like, I mean, I've seen a lot of your, your stuff, you know, you create a lot of content and I think you recently did this 30 days of reels yes. or something, I, I think, yes. Yes. but, but the amount of work uh, you put into just this small part of, you know, being online, being present on social media is, is quite huge. I mean, I don't know if you have any takeaways on on what it's worth and, and how you approach it. But I think it's definitely interesting to see. Yeah. it. I mean, if you if I applied it to the understanding I now have of, of the long and the short of it, this stuff is very short-term kind of content, but the way of producing it is for long-term gains, hopefully. I'm not expecting a knock on the door from a client or a DM going, hey, I saw your reel or one of 30 reels that you've done in this last month, they look amazing. Um, can we have a chat? It, it's more a case of those little things adding up over time, build some credibility. Someone scrolls through my feed and really stalks the hell out of me. They go, okay, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. And he also has some proof in the pudding. There's some work there that actually um, aligns with what he says. So he's kind of walking the walk and talking the talk. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh but yeah, it's it's more a long term thing. It's it's it it's probably more for me to put down what I'm thinking and, and understanding about branding than it is to be helpful to a client. I mean, hopefully there's a duality in it. Mm. Um, but it's it's a it's I'm learning as much as I am maybe someone else is learning um, from the process. And the interesting you know side part of it is other people in branding and designers. Uh, from osmosis it's not directed at them a lot of the time but from osmosis they pick up what i'm putting down um it's a weird thing people like you you attract people like you kind of thing like for like um and yeah it's to me you know when people say what's your hobby (laughs) this that content at the moment is a bit of a hobby Mm. um and it's fun to do it's fun to create whether or not it gets the engagement that someone is looking for, it's pretty irrelevant. Um, it's doing for doing it for the fun of it. Pushing myself to create thirty reels in thirty days was a slog. I don't think I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the other content that I do, if it's writing, if it's creating YouTube videos, if it's doing podcasts, if it's doing short form content, carousels, just a random post on LinkedIn here and there. You know, it's all amalgamating into something. Um, some kind of body of work that's beyond, you know, doing something. Your brand is is more than what it is you sell, and I mind it as well. It's like, can you be known for more than what you sell? Mm. Um, and if if it's somebody thinking that all they need to remember me by in terms of mental availability is the Aussie guy with a beard that uses pink like it's going out of fashion, then fantastic. That's as simple as I want someone to remember me for. Um, and if you keep showing up like that then hopefully at some point when someone needs what I have to offer, they come knocking. And I've had that a couple of times where people have said, I've been following you for like a year or two. I haven't needed you, but now I do. Let's have a chat. It's like, cool. I mean, you never know who's watching. That's the hard part. They're usually not the people that engage. And that's a lot of the time for most consumers is they're not 
everyday buyers. They might buy once mm. every one, two, three years, which I've learned from John Evans that's been on your show. Um, it, it blows my mind. It blows everybody's mind when they're not as loyal <laughs> as you think you are, uh, as you think they are. So, yeah, mm. that, that's that's my approach to content, put it that way. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's also, I think, interesting, and, and I think you and me both, we, we've been working with a lot of smaller brands, helping them, you know, create beautiful identities, but also messaging and maybe even a long-term strategy if if that works out like what have you seen is the impact on on a business in the best case scenario of doing this you know branding and this strategy strategy thing for them yeah for small the smaller businesses that i do work with the impact is well the first impact is usually confidence which i quite like as a as a result of uh, branding rather than it just being about profit and, and better revenue and better business success that comes with it. And it's hard to measure, I guess, the impact of a brand identity in its entirety and how that changes. But also, you know, in terms of that confidence part, it's if they have a team, especially my kind of understanding of brand identity is that there's part external communication, the messaging and the visual, but there's this internal component of that you can help them create some culture um, and the teams that I've worked with that have, you know, a large group of people, or maybe it's a smaller tight knit group of people, it helps, uh, solidifying and clarify what their identity is as a team. So they're all on the same page. They can all get behind each other. They know what the culture kind of is so they can hire similar kind of people or fire people that don't really fit that kind of mold that they're looking for to achieve success. But the best part about that, I guess, is if they come to the table with a culture, but they haven't really defined it, you can take that and make that the personality of the brand. And that feels tremendously more authentic. And as a result, mm. clients or customers, however they describe them, should theoretically, you would hope, um, align with that and, and recognize that authenticity, that these people are genuine. Um, you know, for for clients that are, real estate agents for instance like they the real estate agents don't get the best rap for selling houses and um it might even be like a used car salesman i'm not sure but hmm. you know they're trying to get the best price possible um and there's always competition of other real estate agents in the one town like in my small town there's only twenty thousand people in my town and there's five different real estate agents all on the one street how do you pick one or another um, and you've branded all of them? No, God, no, no, no. <laughs> Most of them are national brands, but for the independent ones that I, I have worked with, you know, they're trying to stand up to the same level as uh, the big national brands, like even international. There's a there's one international brand um, that's from America that's here in Australia as well, and to try and play at their level from a branding perspective, the operational thing is is a hard one to mimic, but from a brand perspective to give someone an understanding that you actually look the part to give some semblance of trust, if that's the word you're looking for, mm. but just someone that looks, sounds, feels the part, gives them a good emotional response to think of when they need I mean, a real estate agent. You only need once in a blue moon most of the time, but when the time comes, who are we thinking of? If you're in front of them, you look, you know, uh, distinct 
I don't want to choose the yellow one. I want to choose the purple real estate agents. Like that might be the only thing that the decision-making comes down to of who I'm going to walk into differently. Um, that impact is great. Um, if, if that, if that's all it boils down to. Um, but if, yeah, if it gives them, I come back to the confidence, if it gives them the confidence to do more with their brand and to really live and breathe it day to day, I think that is very encouraging for most businesses, small businesses that don't see the value in branding, especially in the long term, because it's a, mm. it's a long-term payoff. The ROI isn't short term. And that's why I think a lot turn to marketing with Facebook ads and, you know, letter drops or, or discounts and promotions and things like that just to drive quick sales, which you kind of need to do, I guess, at the start. Um, but if you can have the balls to think about the future of your business and really utilize your brand, your distinctive assets, your, you know, all the different things you have in your repertoire of what makes your brand, then if that confidence is all you need to use it day to day, then fantastic. Mm, yeah, I really like that. And I think it's something... I mean, it's not a, a super tangible, let's say, key result or something, confidence, yeah. but I, I totally recognize it. And I think when done right, like that confidence usually also leads to consistency because people are happy and excited to use the things you created and they yeah. start using it more and become more recognizable. And in that way, I think it's really interesting. And I wanted to... Uh, without getting too technical, dive a bit into that part because I'm I'm curious if like when you create a brand or you know recreate or refresh whatever it is that's needed at that point, how far do you go in like giving them guidelines in terms of how this brand then should be applied and especially again thinking about marketing like how far does it go in that area? Yeah. So in like in the stages of creating an identity for a business, there's, I kind of do a bit of a, a, a light version of a brand strategy because most small businesses aren't going to afford brand strategy in its full entirety. And then brand management as a result to keep, you know, up appearances and make sure everyone's goals are being hit and this mm. thing is working. Um, it's giving them a bit of a lay of the land of saying, okay, in the next six months or 12 months after we create this brand identity, what do you do next? Well, you need to update your signage. You need to update your packaging. You need to put out uh, a newsletter or just some th ideas that can get their brain working. Um, if it's continuously, if it's continuing on to work with me with different touch points to deploy the brand, great. Um, if it's, if it's to hire someone internally in their team to manage the brand, great. Um, that is discussed throughout the process of, of doing mm. these little bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, with the, I mean, I give them a brand guidelines, but no one reads them <laughs> like these books that no one reads. So instead what I've given in terms of, I, I want to try and make branding or a, a business's brand identity usable on a day to day is I've started doing these handbooks and it's like a little A5, like a small little ring bound kind of thing. They can go get printed and just hand out, hand them out to each of their staff and they can always refer back to it. You know, if they do a, a quarterly meeting or a monthly meeting or whatever, it's like, okay, well, let's just do a refresher. Just everyone get your handbook and just have a, you know, spend 15 minutes on it. Just have a quick read through. And all it has is your purpose, your values, personality, some key messages, and then what the logo looks like just to make sure you're using it right kind of thing. Um, and that be that. 
Um, additionally, there's a bit of a cheat sheet that if you need to use certain bits of messaging or certain colors, there's a cheat sheet there. So you don't have to flick through 40 pages of brand guidelines to get to, you know, the um, visual identity side of things. So it's trying to make it as easy and usable um, as possible. And that, and that comes down to some of the elements that I'm providing. Like they could provide a whole laundry list of components to a brand, but if I try and distill it down and just say, okay, guys, look, there's all these things that you can utilize and all these words and phrases and internal ethos about what the brand is, but just lean into these three key things. Just remember that and you'll be good. Or if it's just one thing, what does our brand revolve around? And that was like one of the key things that, again, I found for Mark Ritz and he was talking about positioning and the brand Ublo and how their one word positioning statement was fusion. And then the whole brand revolved around this one word. I mean, it's fantastic, um, fantastically simple. And it's what a branding should be if you can distill it down to that. So that everyone from the CEO, the founder, all the way down to the receptionist understands what they're doing every day with purpose. What are they getting out of bed to do? What this brand does beyond making money? Some values about what our culture is. You know, here's a tagline or here's a slogan or here's how we pick up the phone and greet somebody. Um, and and then how do we look? How do we show up? Um, it even comes down to what everybody dresses like. So some clients mm. have said, well, we want to look the same without looking the same kind of thing. Like how do we approach, how do we be on brand as a team without looking like we all have the same uniform and we're working at McDonald's? Um, so it's like, okay, well, you incorporate colors into certain, you know, aesthetic parts of your shirts or pants or if it's a lapel pin or a hat you wear or... Um, whatever the color you paint your fingernails like down to those little little distinctive assets that you can have um, or de decoring your office or you know, changing your packaging to those colors and everyone aligning with that um mm. do you have pink fingernails <laughs> I, I do sometimes yeah I, I i do that sometimes yeah yeah I, I i mean i started doing pink fingernails because of my mum went through breast cancer she's all good now but mm. um it, it became something that I wanted to keep doing as a result, just to stay on brand in different little ways. That if I wasn't wearing pink something, I had something pink. Um, like my, even my wife, she makes earrings, clay earrings. I was like, darling, should I get my ear pierced? And you can make me like a stud for one of my ears. And she's like, no, you're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I, I gotta say, I mean, I, I think you're, you're really in that part also like almost your own brand mascot and you apply your yes like very very consistently so yeah. no but i mean it's really it's not easy to keep doing it and keeping it fresh and i think definitely for the people listening go go check out i always want to say frank but uh, go check out reagan's reagan yep. his channel uh it's really interesting and maybe just let's wrap it up with uh last question what's what what's the the future for you like you're planning to publish a book what, what are we gonna see from from good day frank yeah <laughs> uh, speaking of a book yes there, there's a book that i've had in my oh. mind for the last couple of years and it's not it's not about branding it's not about you know how to do better branding it's not an instructional um non-fiction book it's a fiction book it's a story about, I mean, maybe it's loosely based on me, but it's a story about a person that goes through that journey, that evolution of uh, a, a designer um, and what success and failure looks like and, and the things that amalgamate in someone's life to be what they become as someone that 
I guess most designers, most branding people, most marketers might aspire to um, in in our line of work. And then what what happens in the background of life to to get you to that point? So it's slowly getting there. There's I think I've probably done two or three chapters now. <laughs> Um, I just need to keep writing. And, and to me, you know, everything else that I've done in terms of content has led up to being able to write a book in with some confidence, uh, writing articles, articulating, writing messaging for clients more and more has, you know, helped them in that experience. So I don't know when it would publish or if I'd self publish, if it's just becomes like an, an audio book or something like that. I have no idea. Um, but again, it's a passion thing. It's just, it's just a side thing that, uh, is enjoyable. So the story's there. Yeah. It might take a couple <laughs> of years, but yeah. We'll we'll see the pink cover pop up when it does. It's got to be pink, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for your time, Regan. It was fun chatting with you about branding and marketing. Thanks, Dev. All right. That was it for this show. If you're interested in uh, staying up to date, go visit substack.letstalkbranding.com if you're interested in learning more about brand strategy visit branding.courses and of course if you like the show please give me a review on itunes or subscribe to wherever you're listening take care <laughs>